Hi, everybody. Um, so today, I want to speak about the six realms of existence. Um, I'm calling this the, the worlds and the weather. Um, so the this, this image here is the Bhava Chakra, the, the wheel of life, the wheel of samsara. Um, I'm sure everybody's seen this before. Um, Obviously, you can see why it's called a wheel, right? It's 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 round. <laughs> um, there are things that look like I don't know spokes in it. Um, another way of thinking about that that round thing that this beast is holding is a mirror, um, and it's a mirror being held to to us for us to see what um, what what human existence is like. Um, and I've always I've always liked that interpretation of it a little bit more. Um, I'm going to talk today about this, these six pieces here, um, roughly in the middle of the, of the wheel. But let's start with like a general um, discussion of what's in here. So the very, very center, we have these, these three creatures. We've got a, a pig, a rooster, and a snake. And those um, represent the three poisons of... Um, greed, hatred, delusion, ignorance, attachment, aversion. These are like the, if Buddhism has anything like original sin, it would be these three things. These three poisons are basically like the engine at the center of this, this wheel, the engine at the center of our existence that powers everything else, that powers the whole cycle of samsara that we try to get out of. Um, this next ring here with the light and the dark, um, figures, that's karma. So you have on the dark side, you have beings kind of tumbling down into um, worse and worse states. And then on the light side, you have beings climbing up into, into better, more skillful states. Then we have the, the realms, the six realms of existence, which we'll, we'll look at, obviously. Then out here, you have the, the outer room. These are the 12 links of uh, dependent origination, conditioned reality. That's a really, really big topic. And then of course, outside of it, we have the, this beast is Yama or Mara um, representing impermanence. And we've got the Buddha standing on the shoulder, pointing to the moon, pointing out the path to wisdom. The moon representing Nirvana, liberation, awakening, um, something like that. So there's a lot of really, really cool Buddhist concepts packed into this one image. And we could talk about lots and lots of them, but we're just going to focus on these six realms. So we just chanted this. We transformed through the six realms of existence, progressing or regressing with grace arising from harm or harm from grace. Um, I want you to think for a second about what, when, when you chant that, what does that mean for you? Like, what are these, what are these six realms? What does it mean to transform through them? Um, where do they exist? Where are we in relation to them? What is progressing or regressing? And what's the relationship between those two concepts and, and grace and harm? We chant that every week. And it, so obviously it's, a, it's an important concept. All right, so let's look at the realms here. A traditional view of these realms um, is that they're realms of rebirth. So they're depending on 
how what sort of karma we we have when we die. Uh, we're born into these different realms of rebirth. So one of them is the God realm. Here we've got um, got pictures of celestial beings. They're they're you know they're they're having a great time. They're leading long easy lives. Their existence is full of bliss and comfort. They're distracting themselves with all sorts of different pleasures, playing musical instruments, and doing generally celestial things. Um, so the God realm is it's obviously very, very pleasant, but one thing about it is it's so pleasant that there's there's really no impetus to recognize suffering, to practice the Dharma. So beings in the God realm are unprepared for dukkha and impermanence and death and all the things that um, that that humans face. The next realm, we have the, the demigod realm. It's also called the warring gods realm. Um, these are still godlike beings, I suppose. Um, their existence is marked by power, pleasure, abundance, but at the same time, it's marked by fighting and aggression and jealousy. So these demigods have amassed power, um, but they're they're constantly struggling to keep it, uh, to defend it. Um, they're warring with one another, they're warring with the gods, they're just in a constant state of wounding, being wounded, trying to dominate, worried, being worried about being dominated. Um, so it's, it's not really, really a great existence. Then we have the hungry ghost realm. Um, if you look at the images um, of the, these, the beings in this image, it's obviously not pleasant. Um, these are beings that are always hungry, they're always thirsty, they're always craving and wanting, but absolutely nothing that they do can satisfy their craving and their desire. So they really, really have a, an existence of endless misery, endless frustration, um, because when they either they can't get what they want, or when they do get it, it, it doesn't do anything to, to end their, um, their craving. So these are the hungry ghosts. Now we have an even, whoops, an even worse realm, the hell realm, um, which is also marked by a lot of suffering, you know, torment, torture, a lot like the, the, the Western image of hell. There are hot hells where unbearable heat um, tortures the, 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 the beings. There are also cold hells. Um, it's, there's just a lot of physical and emotional torture and just an existence of blinding pain and rage. Here we have the animal realm, um, I guess more pleasant than the hungry ghost realm or the hell realm, but um, still not terribly wonderful because animals, uh, you know, live in a kind of kill or be killed world. They're, they're always worried about either feeding themselves or being eaten by something else. Um, they're constantly driven by sort of those basic instinct needs, food, shelter, safety. Um, they're also exploited by, by us, by, by higher animals in the food chain, especially human beings. So the animal realm is um, also not terribly pleasant. Um, the last realm is the human realm. So we're all familiar with this one. Um, they're suffering. We, we have lots of dukkha in the human realm, hunger, anxiety, fear, thirst, all those things. Um, we have 
we have to battle with clinging and aversion. At the same time, we do have moments of love and pleasure. Um, so if you look in the picture, you've got, you've, you've got people going about their, you know, their everyday human existence. Um, there's, there's suffering, but there's normally not an excessive amount of suffering, like in the hell realm or the hungry ghost realm or the animal realm. There's pleasure, but there's not an excessive amount of pleasure, like in the god or the demigod world. So really the, the human realm is kind of like the Goldilocks realm because there's, there's just enough suffering and there's just enough freedom from suffering to push us to learn the Dharma, to push us to awaken, to push us ultimately to get out of the cycle of, of samsara. So we humans are lucky to have been born into this human realm because it's the, it's the one realm where conditions are just right for us to kind of snap out of it. Um, I wanted to do a little update of the, those that imagery representing the um, the different realms. I kind of thought of it in in, in modern terms. Um, you know, the God realm picture. These two people are hanging out on their yacht, and you know, they're the quote: "We've we've run out of dome. This is a tragedy. We'll have to make do with the vove." You know, that's that's the kind of these are the God beings of our of our existence. They're filthy rich. They're, they don't really, they're totally out of touch with normal everyday struggles. They don't really have um, a lot of push to, um, to wake up because they're just living this lovely coddled existence. Um, then here, this guy over here, he's like a demigod, you know, he's a businessman. <laughs> he's, he's, he's running some company. He's got lots of money. He's got lots of power, but you know, he's got to, he's got to cover his flank. He's got to protect all that. Um, the quote here, if we want to make our target this quarter, all of you are going to have to make sacrifices. I'll see you Monday morning. I'm going golfing. So, you know, he's a bit of a jerk. <laughs> um, he's got a nice existence, but, but he really, really, you know, he, he's not, he doesn't think of other people except in ways that he can protect what he's amassed. This guy down here is a hungry ghost. Um, it's, I, I chose an image of an addict, right? Um, people with either sort of dra dramatic addictions or, or everyday addictions um, can, can relate to this. You know, I can stop whenever I want. Hey, can I borrow 20 bucks? I, I promise I'll pay you back this time. So someone who's really, really driven by their, by their cravings that they can never satisfy. Here we have a hell being. The image that I chose is someone who is, is just full of rage and anger. You know, maybe not necessarily physical pain, obviously could be physical pain, but, but just that seething rage and anger that we see so much of um, around us, stuff that the kind of rage and hatred that blinds us to, um, to so much. Um, this is the animal realm. The image that I chose is somebody who's uh, just kind of, you know, chilling out, binge watching something on Netflix. Um, you really, really focused solely on creature comforts on, you know, I want some more chips and I want some, some new batteries for the remote. Um, and I'm just going to sit here in my sweats on the couch all day. Here we have the human realm. And the quote that I chose, as a little girl, I lost my mother and that made me want to go into medical research. I worked hard and missed out on some fun, but it got me where I wanted to be. So here we have 
a person who has experienced suffering. She lost her mom when she was a little girl, um, but but she used that suffering as a as a um, as a lesson, as a tool to push her to accomplish something. So the human realm is marked by suffering, but also the opportunity to turn that suffering into hard work and excel. So these are just that's my attempt to update the uh, the six realms in more modern examples icons. So here we have two different views of the six realms, right? The traditional view that we've been talking about is, is literally the realms of, of rebirth. Um, when you die, you're gonna come back as X, depending on what sort of karma you brought with you, right? There's another interpretation which has always appeal much more to me. Um, doesn't matter which one appeals more to you. They, they, um, it works, both of them work. But I wanted to kind of do a quick side-by-side -side comparison. So both the traditional view and the, the psychological moment-to-moment -moment view, karma is the center of it, right? The, this, the hub, those the greed, hatred, and delusion powers karma. And that karma determines our rebirth and our you know literal rebirth into a new life or our rebirth into the next moment the next psychological state um, so karma is is key in both of them um, and again karma in in both instances is driven by ignorance attachment and aversion but here obviously the big difference is rebirth in the traditional view occurs across lifetimes and the psychological view think of rebirth as literally moment to moment um whatever we are that's being projected through time through space there's a continuity but we're sort of reborn from moment to moment um and then the really really cool thing about about both of these and sort of the central tenet of one of the central tenets of Buddhism, I guess, central ideas, there's no immutable self in either of these interpretations, right? So in the traditional view, there's, there's no immutable self that's reborn from lifetime to lifetime. It's just basically the transference of karmic energy. Some, there's some sort of a process that's continuing. And um, the, the, um, one of the metaphors I've seen, I'm sure all of you have seen it as well, like picture a row of candles. Um, there's a flame on the first candle. Uh, you use that flame to light the second candle. Then you use the flame on the second candle to light the third candle and so on. So like what is being transferred, right? The, the, the flame, there's no flame. There's just some sort of energy and a transfer of energy. So that's sort of the traditional view of rebirth. There's no soul. There's no, there's no me to be reborn, but there's some sort of bundle of karmic energy, I guess that's, 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 transferred. And we can look at the same thing in the in the moment to moment interpretation, right? There's there's no immutable self to reborn from moment to moment. Again, it's just the continuation of some sort of karmic process. Now, that leads to <laughs> a different uh, different set of pictures, different set of archetypes, right? They're all you or me in this case. There's no distinction between a hell being and a, and a, and a god or an, someone in the animal realm. It's all us. It's all each of us at different moments. So I, I just kind of thought of what 
my life might feel like, my experience might be like in each of these realms. And I, you know, I came up with these ideas. You, 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 I'm sure can come up with others. Um, so in the in the God realm, you know, I'm, I pictured myself. I'm the sun shining. I'm with my friends. Everything is just great. I'm having an absolute perfect time, and I'm I'm thinking to myself, God, I really don't want this to end because it's so perfect. So even in perfection, there's the seeds of suffering because I'm, I know deep down it's going to end. Um, now in the um, in the warring God. Um, realm, I pictured a very, <laughs> very common experience for me. I'm not going to apologize because I've done nothing wrong and you don't deserve it, right? There's there's a lot of ego there. There's a lot of jockeying to maintain whatever position. Um, that's kind of like us in the warring god realm. Now in the hungry ghost realm, um, lots and lots of possibilities here we can imagine. In this case, the quote I chose is better grab a third bottle, you know, just in case, because, you know, God forbid I run out of wine at the party tonight. Um, it could be a dramatic craving, a dramatic addiction, or it could be something really, really silly, like, you know, screens, social media, whatever. We, we all have these moments of addictions that they don't have to be so dramatic. Um, now, the the hell realm, um, the emotion that I associate with the hell realm is is anger, the kind of anger that really, really blinds us to um, other people's humanity. The quote that I chose for myself, and this is absolutely a true, <laughs> true story, something that I struggle with. People who support him, I'll let you guess who him refers to, are vile pieces of trash. I don't want anything to do with them. Um, I felt that plenty of times before. I fought it. I've said it, I think. Um, and that's obviously a place of blinding rage and anger on my part. But I've existed in this realm. And you know, right now I'm not there, but I'm sure I'll be there again. Um, this is the animal realm here. I, <laughs> this is also a true story. That's the third time today that Apple TV has asked me if I'm still watching because I'm probably binge watching Below Deck or something stupid like that. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely in that creature comfort mode. I haven't showered. I haven't gotten out of my sweats. I'm just, you know, next episode, next episode. Um, and then here we have the human realm. You know, we've all experienced moments of this, moments where, you know, there's discomfort, but there's also strong awareness. And there's, we're also able to get out from under our ego. And we might say things like, I'm sorry, or I was wrong, or you deserve respect. I'm happy for you. I, I don't need, you know, I don't need that. I've had enough. I'm going to keep scrolling. I'm not going to react to whatever thing is posted on social media, or I can learn from this. So this is me in all of the six realms of existence. Um, and I, I invite all of you to kind of think about yourself and yourselves in, in these six realms of existence, um, knowing that it's, you know, we transform through these realms on a moment to moment basis. Um, it's really, it's a, it's a part of, of our experience. Now, Buddhism has a lot of metaphors and symbols. Um, I, I love, those metaphors and symbols, they, they help me understand these Buddhist concepts. So I'm going to torture this one a little bit more and talk about the six realms as weather. Um, I'm going to make an argument for why I think this, this helps um, us understand this concept more. 
So the six realms is weather, right? The God realm is perfectly beautiful, sunny day, perfect temperature, perfect level of humidity, not a cloud in the sky, just gorgeous. The warring God realm is like an angry thunderstorm, right? There's lots of thunder, there's lots of lightning, there's wind, there's rain, there's aggression. The um, hungry ghost realm is like a, a drought, parched, just, just the, the landscape is just begging for water and the water is not coming, it's a drought. The hell realm is some violent, you know, more violent than a thunderstorm, like a hurricane or a tornado, something terribly, terribly violent where um, just the world is going nuts. For the animal realm, I chose a blizzard because I thought of, you know, one of the, the major experiences in the animal realm is, is the, um, the instinct to survive, the instinct to seek shelter. So I was thinking in a blizzard, you know, we're, we're driven by this need to, 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 to get out of the cold, to get out of the blinding snow and the howling wind to seek shelter. So that I thought was, was a good representation of the, uh, the animal realm. And in the human realm, I chose, again, it's a beautiful day, but notice there are clouds in the sky. It's not a perfectly um, cloud-free sky, um, but clouds are important because clouds ultimately bring us precipitation, which gives us food, which gives us plant life, which keeps everything going. So you need some clouds. A perfect cloudless sky is nice, but if that's all you have, you're in trouble. So the human realm is, again, it's that Goldilocks realm. All right. So why, why think of the six realms as weather? What does that get me? I, I mean, it gets me something. It may not get you anything, but um, I want to talk about what it gets me and, and maybe it'll make sense to you. And again, there's a reason not just to help us understand the concept of the six realms, but deeper Buddhist concepts um, can, can, I think, fall out of this thinking of thinking of the six realms as weather. So one thing is weather changes, right? If you don't like the weather, if it's raining right now, we know all you have to do is wait. You know, it's, there's going to be an, the, the weather's going to change. It's not going to rain forever. So we have, when we think about weather, we have this automatic um, appreciation of impermanence. We know things will change. We know the weather changes. So weather, impermanence. Um, weather varies a lot, but it's it's all caused by some basic principles and processes, right? There's heat, basically heat exchange, which causes pressure gradients, which causes wind, which causes distribution of moisture, blah, 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 blah. But at the heart of it, there's a really, really basic process going on. And that's like us at the heart of all of our processes are those three basic um, poisons, <laughs> greed, hatred, and delusion. Um, and if we, if we have that in mind, we can always trace our experience back to something really, really simple. And that will help us understand how we're reacting, how we're experiencing things. Um, weather has no fixed qualities, right? Weather is nothing but the interplay of a bunch of processes, a bunch of conditions that arise and that give rise to other conditions and then go away. That is a great metaphor, I think, for the Buddhist concept of no self, right? We're just a bundle 
or heaps where the skandhas were just a bundle of conditions that change and are constantly in some sort of flux, right? Like weather. Um, weather, as I said earlier, weather, we, we automatically think of weather as unfixed and impermanent. And in fact, and it, we, we think of it in those terms so strongly that to think of weather as a permanent feature is totally counterintuitive. So imagine if we could think of ourselves as unfixed and impermanent or reality as unfixed and impermanent so much that anything else is counterintuitive. If we could think of ourselves and as our, of our reality that way, the same way we think of weather, we would, we would really, really grasp the Dharma pretty well. Obviously it's hard to do that, much more easily said than done, but this might point us in that direction. Um, critically, we can predict what sort of weather will be created by what sort of conditions, right? We, we have, we've all watched the weather report and we know that there are models and they know this front is happening and this is coming in. Um, we can predict what's going to happen and we can dress accordingly. We can bring a coat, we can bring an umbrella, we can wear shorts. Um, imagine if we had that much mastery over our sort of psychological reality that we could predict where we're going to be and we can prepare ourselves and maybe our loved ones around us for what our, our psychological weather is going to be like. Um, all right, last last moment of, of killing this metaphor, um, the weather station. One of the great things of Buddhism is it, it invites us to constantly be curious, be mindful, definitely, but be curious, constantly be studying ourselves and the world around us and other people. Um, so that's like a weather station, right? Where we're, we're monitoring ourselves and we're monitoring the conditions that are changing. What's the weather like right now? In other words, what realm am I in? And I literally do that. Sometimes I, I, I stop myself in my day and I think, which, which of the realms am I in? Um, then what conditions have brought me here? What conditions are being created by my being here? which realm are those conditions likely to deliver me into? Um, and depending on what the answer is, how can I change those conditions, right? Um, so to me, the whole, the metaphor of weather and <laughs> thinking about the six realms is helpful because it invites us to do all of these things. And that brings us to the last slide. Um, how, can, how can you change your weather? How can we change our weather? Thank you very much, everyone. Oh.